Hi beautiful, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Gentle Podcast. Here we talk all things that nourish the mind, body and spirit, giving you inspiration and actions on living a centered, purposeful and vital life that feels aligned with your divine feminine nature. I am your host, Rachel White, a yogi, coach, and heart-centered human, here to provide a gentle space for healing and thriving. Let's get into this episode. Welcome back, everyone, to The Gentle Podcast. I have a guest with me. Welcome, Rachel Symington. Hi. So, Rachel is an intuitive coach and business mentor, and she's also just launched her new podcast, Bleed and Succeed. I've listened to the episodes already, and it is so amazing. Um, So, Rachel, let's just get started with a little bit about what you do now and Mm -hmm. your background and journey getting to this point in your life. Oh, goodness. Um, I always love this question. So what I'm doing now is what I call like a really beautiful blend between using ancient wisdoms and modern business strategy and using that to coach women to embrace their cycle, embrace their innate superpower that they have, use it to their advantage and use it as like a badass secret weapon in their businesses and learning how to do business like the feminine way in a way that feels good to them in a way that gets shit done and in a way that makes them a lot of money and it's really fun and I enjoy it. Yeah. And what made you really passionate about this kind of work? Did it kind of just happen or was it a personal journey? Um, about, I think it was October, 2018. I went to a crystal and womb some sort of workshop with my best friend um, of, gosh, like close to 15 years now. And um, she's like, come with me, you're going to love it. And I had my first um, womb blessing and healing and it was, it blew me away. And that was the first kind of introduction I had to this work. And then I um, really just fell in love from there. It was like everything made sense once I learned or like, like I say in my podcast, it's, it's as if I had like rediscovered something that had been there all along, but it just, mm-hmm. it was this instant, like, oh my God, nothing is wrong with me. Like this, this all makes sense why I feel like I've been stuck on like this roller coaster my whole life of these ups and downs. And it's like everything clicked into place. And I found so much freedom and so much, I feel like it unlocked creativity and unlocked peace and productivity because I was no longer like fumbling through the dark and I knew what to expect and I knew it was coming next. And I, most of all, I knew that nothing was wrong with me. And I think that that is, mm, that's really what struck a passion was how much it changed my life with this simple knowledge. And that was just when I like literally within the first month of like the knowledge, not even diving as deep as this beautiful wisdom goes. And I was like, damn, like if this can make that much change, um, then I have to share this with every single woman in the world because they, it's been, it's been suppressed for too long and it's time for a revival. Mm. So from that point on, I've never shut up about it. Yeah. Love it. 
Um, all right, there's so many things I want to ask you and talk to you about, but let's see. I listened to one of your podcast episodes the other day and it was around um, tracking your cycle. Highly recommend that episode for everyone. And something you said in it that really stood out to me was you were talking about if you have like an irregular cycle, which I, I feel like I've always had an irregular cycle. And you said something Mm -hmm. like, um, like our body knows what it's doing. Like being irregular doesn't mean there's something wrong with us. And I was like, for the first time when I thought about my cycle, I was like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with me. (laughs) So that was like a really, yeah, beautiful moment. And I want you to talk a little bit about that and the like phases in a cycle. But first I thought like, let's talk about the womb. Cause there's so like, I know let's talk about it physically and energetically, spiritually, what's the power of our womb? And yeah, Mm. let's get into that. I think this is my favorite question I've ever been asked ever. Um, Because I, you know, in the podcast and a lot of the kind of the work that I put, uh, you know, out into the public, it's a lot on, um, I wouldn't want to call it surface level, but it's a lot of intellectual knowledge of how our cycles work. And one of my favorite things that I do um, in a lot of my services and with my clients and on a personal level is integrate that even further into spiritual and energetic And so, you know, on a physical level, let's start there. And I mean, what is the womb? I know that I was never connected to that in particular in my younger years. I say younger years, I'm 26, but, um, (laughs) you know, it was was just a thing that, you know, you know, bled once a month and I knew that it held your babies, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, it was never had a connection to it, but it's actually really, it, it is a center of all creation in our world. Like no, nothing on this planet besides, you know, women in, in all types of animal, in the animal kingdom bring life into this world. It is the literally creator of life and it, it holds that and it's, it stretches and it like goes through this incredibly beautiful process every single month and we don't give it the credit that it deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, and on an energetic level, it's, you know, that sacral center, that sacral chakra, your womb center. It is where your power and creativeness and your ideas and all of that comes from. And so the womb is so much more than just a baby maker. It is the epicenter of everything that we create and we need to respect it as such. And, um, you know, on a, on a spiritual level for me, I don't even know if I have the words to describe this, but, you know, the, the four archetypes maiden, mother, enchantress, and crone, and they all have a a spot that they live within your womb center and and your hips. And, um, they, they all play their part and it's also beautifully balanced. And I just, I'm still kind of discovering what that means to me. And, um, but it just makes me feel so mm, like cocooned and taken care of by, you know, the mother of creation. It's my connection to that. It, you know, like whatever created us, I also have that power within me and that's where that resides. And so it's this like, you know, you've probably heard of like pussy power and, you know, and, and I'm all for that. Like they all kind of goes together. It is our yonis are, cervix our womb our 
uterus, like whatever, your vagina, like whatever you want to call all of those working parts together. Um, Narayoni is the connection between the womb and the rest of the earth. And um, it all holds so much power. And we've been suppressing it for so long by dismissing its power. And so that's, that's part of the movement that I want to play is bringing that back, like part of that reawakening. Mm. So beautiful to think of our womb and like our cycle and, and everything as so powerful. And it's something that really connects us to creation. And if we disconnect physically, then we disconnect energetically as well to our ideas, yes. creation and, and all of that. Do you want to, so you mentioned the four archetypes. Do you want to briefly yes. explain explain those mm-hmm. four different energies? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I, I'll just briefly um, go over all the, the four of them. And I go into a fair amount of depth in um, Say Hello to My Little Friend episode, which is the best name I ever came up with. It cracks me up. Um, And so you can definitely dive into it more and, of course, more of my classes. But um, so we flow through four archetypes in our cycle. And um, so the first one I like to start with is Maiden. And it's because it's it's the young, energetic Maiden sometimes if you, you know, go and do some research after this, you might see her referred to as the virgin or um, it's, you know, it's that young, like from a first bleed to like maybe 30-ish years old archetype, like the woman who is ready to, she's active, she takes risks, she is goal-oriented, detail-oriented, flirty, confident, loves to have fun. Um, and like she's getting shit done and she is like building her world and she is like bright-eyed and like ready to like, Oh, like that's why she's the risk taker because it's, it's this innocence about it. Um, and we need that in this world. And it's the same archetype as the waxing moon and spring. So it's this like reawakening right after, after our bleeding time, after winter comes spring comes maiden. And so this is that like pre ovulation time between bleeding and ovulation. And then we flow into mother around ovulation. And of course, it's like the loving, nurturing mother archetype. And um, she is the same archetype as summer and the full moon. Like this is the, on a physical energy standpoint, kind of like the peak plateau of our energy. Um, I love using the tide analogy. Um, if you want to look at the archetypes as tides, this would be mother would be high tide and maiden is the water coming out to high tide. So it's a passive phase. It's so it's still, we have two active, two passive phases and, um, it alternates. And so mother is a passive phase, but it's also this bright energy and she's very expressive. Yes. She is, you know, nurturing and, and caretaking and, um, you know, everything that we think about a mother, but she's, she's a lot more than that. And, um, she is so full of wisdom and ingenuity and she's all about sacred self-care. And I always like to think of like how beautiful summer was as a kid and just like connecting to nature and running in the grass barefoot through the sprinkler and, um, you know, having people over for barbecues and just like connecting with people and earth and like it's a bright energy but she's still and it's mm, 
gives me all the feels when I talk about her. She's very, very gentle, very loving, right? This is the baby making time on a physical level. And so this is like where you can kind of birth a lot of your creations from. Uh, and then you flow into Enchantress and that's like the premenstrual time. PMS, what everyone tends to hate. And so this is the one most women struggle with the most, even though she's like, honestly, I don't like to play favorites, but she's the coolest. <laughs> and this is the waning moon and autumn, or as Americans call it, fall. <laughs> and it's the wild woman archetype. And so also connected with the complete woman or like postmenopausal, right? She's completed her cycling years. And what's cool about Enchantress is this is an active phase. But it's going into the darker parts of our cycle, like where mother, maiden, or yang, this one's yin. And it's a very subconscious mind time. And so she's known as like the creator. And um, she is phenomenal at seeing areas of improvement. And like, that's why we always see problem, 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 problem when we're we're at that time of our cycle. Um, So she sees all the areas where we can improve our lives and she's not going to hesitate to tell you about it or tell other people where they can do better. And she just puts up with no bullshit and she's a very passionate, very magical. And um, the cool thing about her is because it's a subconscious time, but it's also active, you're able to really like subconsciously stream without kind of letting that frontal conscious brain, like that thinking brain get in your way. And you can create really magical things without really much effort. Like it just happens. Um, But she also, her physical energy comes in peaks and valleys. And so that's where a lot of women get tripped up in um, wondering why all of a sudden you're, I mean, literally this magical creatrix. And then you're like, I am done and I hate everyone and get away from me. And all like, this sucks, this sucks, that sucks. Everything sucks in this world. And <laughs> I dive into more of like why you experience that and how you cannot experience that. Um, but just know that like it's part of it and it's navigatable and you just have to give and change just what she wants and she won't turn into a raging bitch. She's actually really cool. Um, very smart, very creative. And then the last one is, is crone. And so this is the old wise woman, winter, the new dark moon. And so this is also a darker energy and subconscious time and it's the other yin time. And so, you know, it's, we could call it like maybe the grandmother of the cycle. And this This is definitely where we go into like deeper soul level thinking. This is where we can really get into spirituality. It's an internal time, solitude. Think of like winter, every, like the earth has died and is taking a rest. And that's what you're Mm -hmm. supposed to do too. It's a time of rebirth and rejuvenation. And um, you can get a lot of really amazing downloads during this time. And, um, but you have to be quiet enough to allow that to come. Mm-hmm. And she has a lot of wisdom to give out if you take care of her. And by take care of her, I mean, like, let her be old and wise and tired and don't try to force her to be a maiden because it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and she she gives a lot of depth to the rest of the cycle um, and it completes the whole part of you. And so it's really, it's really a gorgeous cycle and how beautifully balanced it is with, you know, so much light, equal parts light and dark and passive and active and uh, conscious and subconscious. And it it makes me happy every time I talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, that's a really beautiful summary. And like you mentioned, all of those, the energy of all of those archetypes sits in your womb. So it's like you cycle through those different energies um, throughout our cycle. So when you talk about using our cyclical superpowers, is it basically allowing ourselves to flow through those different energies? I feel like when, so I used to work professionally as an accountant and Mm -hmm a really high focus was output and the amount of stuff we did. And I felt like in, it was probably like the maiden time where I just was like so productive, so efficient, got so much Mm -hmm. shit done. And then it was like so much pressure for the rest of the month or the rest of my cycle to be at that level. Cause it was like, once I was at that level, it was like I had an expectation. I should be able to have this amount of output all the time. And I feel like that was going back a couple of years for me. That was kind of the first time, like, I didn't even know our energy changed. I just thought randomly I'm like super efficient and then randomly I'm not. Um, That was kind of like a real awakening for me to think, oh, like maybe my physical energy is changing. And then I started to dabble in like the spiritual side of it as well. So do you Mm -hmm. want to talk a little bit about like how we can, how we can make our cycle our superpower? What's what's the starting yeah. point? Um, so first, I just want to touch on like what you experienced in like working in accounting is, I think similar. Every woman listening right now is gonna be like, oh my god, yes! It's this like okay, we we kind of put maiden on a pedestal and consider her the standard. And um, I I haven't recorded this episode yet because I. I'm really excited about it, but it's entitled like women are actually oppressing themselves, which is it's not the truth, but it, it, a little bit in that we, the patriarchy has worked so well in really only accepting the maiden archetype because it is the most like, mm-hmm. if I had to, you know, label one as the most masculine, um, ex- masculinely acceptable, I guess would be maiden. Um, and it's just like that in the world too. It's the young women who are idolized and put on a pedestal and everything else is subpar. So, um, it, it, it translates over into this as well. And we, we put her on a pedestal and consider her the only, uh, the only valuable one. And the patriarchy's work so well that women now not only believe that, but we project that and teach that to our children and the women around us by believing that. And then in turn, it's this nasty cycle of like, can just continuing to oppress ourselves um, or ourselves. And so, um, yeah, I think one way that obviously the most easiest way to start using it is your superpower is just understanding that they're all valuable mm-hmm. um, for, first and foremost. And, you know, start tracking your cycles, start paying attention to where you're at. And that way, you know, okay, like I am, you know, I'm feeling, let's see, where am I at my cycle right now? I'm an enchantress, um, but I have like a smidge of mother energy left. So I'm just leaving mother, going into enchantress. And so I know what those two are good at. And like, I know that me, you know, trying to do maiden things right now isn't going to work out so well. <laughs> um you know, me trying to do crony things right now isn't like not going to jive as well. And so I know that Enchantress is really good. Um, for me, my Enchantress is very good at writing and at like just being able to 
spew out all of my amazing thoughts. So I'm definitely recording a lot of podcasts right now. I am meeting with my team a little bit more than normal and just like talking and they're like, you know, taking the magic and putting it out for me. Um, and I'm also aware that I'm starting to be a little annoyed at, you know, how my house is a mess because we're like on lockdown right now, you know, mm-hmm. and um, seeing all the areas of improvement and not letting myself create stories with that because that's something that enchantress can do very easily is you see all the problems and she also sees creative problem solver, um, but we can create a lot of stories around it. So I'm aware of all of those things. And so the best thing you can do to make your cycle your superpower is know what each, where, what you're, what you're best at each day of your cycle and, um, roll with that and love that and accept that part of you and not stay stuck in this. I just, but I wish I was a maiden, you know, I wish I, you know, I wish I was back like this or I, you know, I only like these two and I don't like crone and it's really interesting to witness the layers that I myself and my clients and other women experience in making their cycle their superpower because at first they're like yeah this is so cool nothing's wrong with me but also I still only like maiden (laughs) you know they're like okay nothing's wrong with me but they're just like biding their time and not really using the other three to their full potential and then Uh, you'll notice a surge in them starting to like, as soon as they learn about Enchantress's powers, they're like, she's so cool. I still am bitchy, but I'm still so cool. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's really funny. It's almost the same thing every time. And they're like, oh my God, now I love Crone. I look forward to her every month. It's like my built-in vacation time. And I work around that and I'm getting, I'm so much more productive and happier, peaceful. And um, it's usually... Funny enough, the mother archetype is the one that's kind of like coming towards full circle that they're like, wow, I haven't been appreciating her for everything that she is. And they kind of make her a second maiden. Um, And so it's really interesting to see that trend. Um, But in short, to answer your question, start tracking your cycle. Um, Know what each archetype is good at for you. I mean, it's an archetype, but archetypes are as varied as the vessels that they inhabit. So know what works best for you. Um, come work with me, take one of my classes. I can guide you and yeah, listen to yourself. That's and trust yourself and trust that you're doing fine. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, um, your episode on tracking cycles was very insightful. So I highly recommend giving that a listen because it's so, it's a different perspective than like download an app and, and yeah. Track. I yeah I used to fall into the trap of you know every cycle's 28 days and we should ovulate around day 14 and you realize that that's an average it's Mm. that's not the norm that just happens to be the median for you know like that's why I struggle to even say like irregular cycles like it's not irregular it's just you're regular and it's all Mm. different and I mean, I ovulate on day 20 something like, you know, and so it's learning, learning your body and your energetic cycle because it's different for everyone and you don't like have to fit into this box or whatever. Yeah. Love that. Um, so in terms of like pre-planning, 
once you start to get really in touch with your body and and how your cycle flows through those four different archetypes mm-hmm. is it generally like the same every month like can you use that to think oh like if I'm gonna in a month's time I need to book in some speaking things or something should I do it like in this certain week or or do yeah. those energies kind of shift a little mm, that's a good question I would say yes and no. Um, So I can tend to guess, uh, you know, when, when I'll be where, Um, but I also am still breastfeeding. And so my hormones are a little, uh, they're not all over the place, but he's starting to wean now. And so that can disrupt some things. And so I like recently expected to be in Crohn's around a certain time and I ended up having like a 40-day cycle and so I did not happen when I expected it to and so while I say yes um a lot of women do have a more um I need to find a different word for regular but a a more consistent uh, yeah a more consistent cycle where they know like I it's gonna happen like on every 30 days, every 31 days, every 25 days, like they just know. And you can guess about, you know, how long you're going to be, you're going to start to notice how long you stay in each, each archetype. Um, and when you start to transition. Um, and so for a long time I was cycling with the moon because I wasn't bleeding. And so when I was cycling with the moon, it was very easy to plan with and chat. But now that I started bleeding again and everything's regulating, I will have, like I said, like a 40 day cycle. So I just don't know. And I think that there's a lot of women who kind of are in the in-between or, you know, don't know what's, you know, don't have a more consistent cycle. Um, So what I do is right now, I know it will kind of regulate out eventually. And so I'm just leaning into, I know approximately where I'll be at each point, but, um, I try to just respect and honor my cycle wherever I'm at in the moment. And if I end up having too much stuff scheduled and Chrome comes unexpectedly then I just cancel and I reschedule, Mm -hmm. like, it's not that big of a deal. Um, and I try to, you know, I show up to coaching sessions in Chrome. Um, I show up, I've learned, you know, she has a lot of wisdom to give. I just have to make sure I take care of her outside of that. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes and no, um, but for those that have a more, like I said, like reliable, consistent cycle, absolutely. And especially if you aren't bleeding for you know one reason or another, and you're cycling with the moon, it's just an extra makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah. So everyone that isn't bleeding is cycling with the moon. Is that right? almost all women who aren't bleeding will find themselves cycling with the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one way or another, whether they are, you know, in crone during the full moon or in crone during the new moon, most will kind of cycle with the moon in that it syncs up with the same archetype. So it'll experience crone during the new moon. Um, but not always. Um, and so it's, it's a trend to definitely take note of and, I, I haven't met anyone that doesn't do that, but I know that there has to be women that don't. So I like to keep that open. 
Yeah. And it just comes back to, again, knowing your own body and knowing how you, how you cycle as well. Um, Mm. Oh my God. I had a question. (laughs) Completely, (laughs) completely, completely lost my mind. Um, Is there anything else you think is really important to, to mention, to Mm. talk about? I think, especially for, you know, women who are running their own business or, you know, maybe, maybe you're not running your own business, but you, um, you know, you have projects to complete at your job and, you know, you, we, we live in this (laughs) patriarchal society, no matter how much we don't want to. And so, um, you know, like, how do you, how do you kind of survive that and still honor your cycle while living in this world where it's go, go, go. I have to get this done. And it's this, mm. it's scarcity and it's, it's time scarcity. It's, it's, you know, abundant scarcity, all these things where in a world that overvalues maiden and that can become over dominant, um, going against that, that conditioning, it can take a little while. And so, um, I think what I would say is, you know, in going into this, I want you to give yourself a lot of grace. Like it'll take a while to start, like you start tracking your cycle and you're like, I think I'm in mother, but I don't know. Like, okay. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like just notice where you flow next. Um, or if you, um, you know, are still like, you might overextend yourself in Crone and you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe I, like that was the worst mistake ever. Um, like just be like, okay, I did that. And then next time I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to learn from that. Like you, it takes several cycles. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm on year two of this two and a half or whatever. And I still discover things all the time, but I'm like, Oh yeah, that would work really well. You know, like, Oh no, like I'm still discovering things about myself of like what I'm good at or what I'm not so great at at certain times of the month. And especially as my cycle keeps changing so much, it's almost like I'm a new person every few months. Um, so give yourself a lot of grace with this and um, know that it might take a while for that deconditioning to occur and for us to stop, um, you know, having that maiden archetype be over dominant. And it's a really beautiful journey. So just enjoy it without judgment and without like with a lot of gentleness and with a lot of love and with a lot of grace, because, you know, you're, you're doing a great job just by having this knowledge. And, um, the more, the more you get rid of that conditioning and you truly start to embrace that all the archetypes have their place, you will actually find yourself being more productive. And it's, um, once you it's like another layer of empowerment once you get to that point and so um I'm excited for everyone to experience that yeah that's so beautiful and I feel like it kind of relates to what you were saying before around if you have something on and you're in crone or you just don't feel like it you cancel it and for me like that used to be the worst thing like I would show up like in no condition to perform but thinking that I cannot cancel in under any circumstances but it really comes back to honoring ourselves first honoring mm-hmm. where we're at in our cycle but also just honoring how we feel and what we're in a position and energy to show up for 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, you're so welcome. I just wanted to add one last thing is um, it's really nice once you have, you know, surrounded yourself with women who have the same knowledge and you're able to um, say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in Crone, so uh, can we reschedule or, and we don't always use that as an excuse by any means, but um, or one of us will say something and they're like, you're an enchantress, aren't you? You know, it's, it's really, nice. <laughs> I, I work, you know, all of my clients have that information. Um, they can tell me where they're at. I know they know where I'm at. My friends um, will meet up for coffee. I'm like, I'm just letting you know I'm going into Crown. It's like first day. So mm-hmm. just not, they're like, yep, got it. Good. I'll see you there. Like, however you show up is fine. And it's, it, there's so much permission giving and grace and beauty. And so um, I like to just share, I share it with everyone, but it's a nice one to, you know, have that little path that understands mm. without even having to explain. And even my, my partner, he, I'll tell him where I'm at. And he's like, okay, cool. And he, he had a process of learning, you know, <laughs> how can I support and love Rachel the best when she's here? And he, I just have to let him know where I'm at. And he's like, all right, got it. Good. Let's go. Um, yes. So share it with the people around you too, like people you live your life with. Because yes, and wouldn't it be just so amazing if everyone we had our life with like had this knowledge? I'm just thinking yeah. back to like in high school and even working when girls would say like I can't do this, like I because I have my period. Like yeah, teachers no. and stuff would just be like, oh, every woman in the world has it. Like just soldier on. Like that was such an attitude. So yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I think the more women that know this and men as well, I think it's important mm-hmm. for them to understand as well. Um, I think, yeah, it would be amazing if we all honoured our bodies and honoured each other's bodies and energies as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and men having this understanding and, you know, understanding that they have their own, like, daily cycle that they go through and understanding, like, you know, they they can show up more consistent and women – we, we can get as much done. It's just going to look very differently mm. and that's okay. And that's actually like, we can get more done if we allow ourselves to flow instead of trying to show up as, uh, you know, that masculine consistent energy. It's, it's just not going to work out. We're going to get burnout trying to do that. And so it's really beautiful when they start to see that and they're like, Oh, like, my husband, he's like, so it's basically a blueprint to women. And I was like, yes, yes, it is. And he's like, score. <laughs> They'll, trust me, like the, if, if you are in a relationship with a man, they will very much enjoy this information because they finally know what's happening. <laughs> and how many times do you hear people joking that they would love like the guide to women? So here it is. Yes. Oh my gosh. Maybe I should write a book one day for men. That's like the the guidebook for women and yes. <laughs> sell it everywhere. That would be so popular. I feel. <laughs> that would be so fun. I'm putting that on my like five year list. So thank you for that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here, Rachel. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I'm going to put all your links and everything in the show notes, but what is the best place for people to come and connect with you? beautiful um 
I hang out on Insta and Facebook the most. And um, so just honestly DM me there. You're welcome to email me, but (laughs) I like social media way better. Um, And so it's, you know, Rachel Symington on Facebook, R-A-C-H-E-L-S-Y-M-I-N-G-T-O-N. And Rachel Dodd Symington on Instagram. And the show Bleed and Succeed also has a new Instagram too. So um, yeah, slide into my DMs. I love talking to people. I'm very outgoing. So Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Have an amazing day. And thanks thank everyone you. for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot and share on social media with your biggest insight. Make sure you tag me at by Rachel White on Facebook and Instagram. Have a beautiful day. Namaste.